the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Inlinks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome to the Staff and Grab podcast. I'm Mike Stevens. Sitting across from me virtually is the one and only future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how you doing? I am recovering from birthday weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big time, big time recovery happening here. I've got this disgusting cough from my allergies. And Mike, I might have consumed some alcohol this weekend. I, I wouldn't even know what that's like because I am just, uh, I, I am... <laughs> finally this is like the first day in so long that i feel even a little bit like myself again um which is nice and it's always great when we're doing two podcasts you know back to back on the first day like it's it's never never a dull moment i also have to like basically like i I literally have a doctor's appointment this afternoon and then i'm gonna hop in like a hypobaric chamber and hopefully rest up because we're flying early uh ryan kennedy are flying out to florida for the all-star game on wednesday uh, we're recording this on Monday, so going to be a lot of fun. Um, but let's talk. Uh, let's talk some hockey, Rachel. You have the first thing on our prep here is something that I do not know about. You and it's literally just cooking steak in a dishwasher. What? Yeah. So I need to ask you this thing. <laughs> so I thought I was like hallucinating this morning when I logged on to my social media and the first thing i saw was somebody cooking a steak in their dishwasher and it was a guy who said he was a single man and that this is something single men do so i just need to ask you if you do you know what a yeah so i was gonna say like is he trying to sous vide it like i get it yes so he's trying to sous vide it but i'm like okay so mikey is single uh i i have to know do you cook your steak in a dishwasher? Uh, no, because I'm not a friggin' lunatic. Like, listen, I, I do like yes. I am like the tip, like the the quintessential sort of like sing, single guy in the sense of like you know how you know how like on Reddit it'll be like r slash male living spaces and you know it's it'll it'll just be like a big screen <laughs> yes. TV on the floor with like a like a you know like a lawn chair. A, yeah, my beanbag. Like that's chair. basically yeah. what my apartment's like. It's it, like my you know it, it's a, it's very small. There's a bed obviously, and then there's like literally a, a recliner. And then like a 65 inch TV on the wall and that's it. Like it's other than that, it's there's like a little table and everything. But like, you know, I, I am very I am very much like the depressed single guy, or whatever. I have never first of all, I don't even have a dishwasher. Um, so that's number one. Number two, like cooking. Like if you're gonna first of all, I commend the guy for wanting to sous vide a steak, because that's that's like, you know, that's not the f- I love sous vide yeah, steak. It, it's so good. I, I've started experimenting with it. Like it's not the first thing that you um you know, that's not the first thing that, that goes into your mind when you're going to cook a steak. So I applaud the, I, apl- I applaud the, the sort of like adventure of, of him, like the effort in the dishwasher though. No, I, I, I'm assuming he's just like, you can use, so like, I get it. Like some people might not be able to afford a sous vide. So like, that's fine, but you can sous vide using just like a large pot. Like you don't need to use your dishwasher. And then, and then 
the same guy was cooking pasta in his no. dishwasher. Stop and using. I was like, no, absolutely not. So I, I can understand, like, I can understand at least, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I can understand at least why he would look to the dishwasher because when you're sous videing, like, basically, for anyone who doesn't know what a sous vide is, like, it's basically you try and vacuum seal um, whatever piece of meat, you, it's usually a steak that you're going to going to cook. Um, you like try and vacuum seal it or, or like seal it as tight as you possibly can in like, in like a, a plastic bag or, you know, whatever. And then it, you're supposed to put it in very hot water and let it sort of like cook that way. And then you sear it and you're good to go. Um, and so clearly what he's trying to do here is, is he's like, well, I can just boil some water and then like put it in there, whatever. But like over time, as you as you sous vide it, like the water will lose temperature and you want to keep the water the same temperature while you're sous vide the steak so it's like cooked evenly. So I get it. But, and, and, he's, and so he thought the only, like what's the, one of the only appliances in my house that has like steady hot water that stays at the same temperature for a long period of time. Oh, the dishwasher. Okay, so I'll put it in the dishwasher. Um, I get that and, and I applaud the creativity, but that is not, like dude, just pan fry it. Like that's all you need. Like you don't need to sous vide it. You know, you, like it tastes great and everything, but if you pan fry it with some butter, some garlic, rosemary, thyme, baste that, you know, like, oh, good. Like, that's all you need. That's all you need in your life. So basically, Mike's Meals for One is you're not going to be cooking steak in a dishwasher. Well, I don't, I have to have a dishwasher to cook it in the first place. But like, no, like, it, it, believe me, <laughs> no. I've, believe me, I've had some depression meals. I have, you know, I, I have, I have you know, like being there, I don't have a lot of money. And so like, I, there is not a lot of like, you know, I'm not going to be going out and, and, and having all these tools, but you know, like you don't cook poultry or anything in the dishwasher. Don't. Your, your dishwasher is exactly what it's, it is a dish washer. Also, it most not people a cooking appliance. Most people, um, keep, cause keep in mind you're, you're cooking like this. You're, I'm assuming when you're doing this, you're not putting detergent in the dishwasher. I would hope well, not. Well, he actually did put detergent in when he was cooking pasta, so... Uh, well, that... This man just... <laughs> like, I think this man just wants lot. to die, number one. But num <laughs> number two, like, I'm assuming it, it, in a normal sense, you're not putting it in, in the dishwasher. And the thing with the dishwasher is, like, eat, like, no matter what, there is so much bacteria in your dishwasher. Like, there <laughs> yep. is... Like, believe me, I used to have a dishwasher at my old place, and, like... Honestly, it's less stressful now without one than it is with one because, like, it would just, like, dishwashers are, uh, like, become just, like, this cesspool of bacteria. Like, a Petri dish, really, unless you clean it every day, really, which you, which no one does. So, you, not only are you, like, cooking your steak in, in, in a dishwasher for some reason, but you're, like, potentially exposing it to, like, a billion strains of bacteria that you should never have. Um, so, don't do that. Definitely don't do that. Um... Going, moving on to some to some hockey stuff though, Rachel. The PHF had its All Star Game uh, this weekend in Toronto. It's held at uh, you know the Madame Athletic Center or you know Maple Leaf Gardens, uh, you know which is great. yeah. I'm not calling it Madame Athletic Center. It's the Gardens. <laughs> it's it was held at Maple Leaf Gardens. <laughs> it's the Gardens, which is my uh, which is my my normal uh, Loblaws, which is great. Um, and uh, it, it seemed to be great. They had they, the jerseys were awesome. They had Team Canada, Team USA, and Team World all playing. Um, there were a ton of, I mean, in incredible players there uh, in, in women's hockey. Uh, just a great event all around. Yeah, I think it's a great uh, opportunity. I like the way they did it with having Team Canada, USA, and then Team World. Um, I think that that's a really good way to 
um, showcase. It also creates like a little bit of competition because like no matter what, you're going to be prideful anytime any there's anything to do with your nation. So for me, I actually thought that that was a really good uh, way to do it. Um, it seemed to be like well covered. I thought they did a really good job on social media as well um, of advertising it. But yeah, like it's it's just cool to see um, that women's hockey is kind of. Uh, continuing to build, and honestly, like, we complain about how most NHL jerseys are awful, with the exception of this year's All-Star jerseys, those are sick, um, but the uniforms that the PHF had designed for, for this All-Star game, like, I don't know whoever was in charge of those, but they need to be in charge of the NHL jerseys, because those were awesome, and I actually am considering buying one, because they're that cool, but it kind of relates, so, in 2020, there was a women's three-on-three game at NHL All-Star. I believe it's in Vegas. It was in Vegas. And, like, that seemed to be a good way to, like, promote the game. Like, don't you think there could be, like, some partnership between, like, the NHL and, like, women's hockey? Like, even if you have a PHWA versus a PHF All-Star team at the NHL All-Star game, could that not be cool? That would be very cool. And, like, a way to promote women's hockey so the NHL doesn't look, like, completely useless? Yeah, I mean the NHL, like they've been they've been super staunch on the whole like we are not wading into this war type thing. Like they Which is fine. They're trying to be Switzerland, and I guess from a business perspective, I totally understand that. Um but like it's it's I, I hope this time around, um, because I will be there, you know, like for, for uh for the All Star, I hope that if one of these uh if one of these players uh beats an NHL player, they actually get their prize money and they don't have to have like a Twitter campaign launched for, to bully the NHL into actually <laughs> paying them um because right, that so. that did happen before with um i believe it was kendall coin with kendall coin schofield and it was just uh man it was wild well yeah and so sarah nurse hillary knight emily clark rebecca johnson and alex carpenter will be at this year's nhl skills competition and i don't really know if they're competing or if they're demoing or whatever but i think like you've clearly the nhl's clearly said okay like we want more women involved and, like, yes, there are two leagues, so I understand if you don't want to get involved on, like, a league perspective, but you can have a PHWA all-star team and a PHF all-star team and have them play three-on-three as part of your skills competition night, and that would be, not only would it be just great in general because it would be exposure to the women's game, I think you could do some really cool content with the NHL players that are also at All-Star Weekend that would help promote the game. Like so many of them, we've seen them wearing jerseys. Like Max Comtois wore a Montreal Force jersey of um, Betes on um, on the weekend. And so like there's clearly this appetite. Like guys clearly care. Alexi Lafreniere wore a PHWA sweater. Like we've seen a bunch of examples. And so for me, like this would be a really cool opportunity for the NHL to say, okay, like we're not really waiting in here. We're giving both organizations an opportunity to showcase what they have. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea, Rachel, and it, it, would, it would be great. Uh, but based on what has been happening lately, uh, you know, in the NHL, it doesn't seem likely speci- uh, specifically the, both the New York Rangers and the Carolina hurricanes, they held their pride nights. Um, and, you know, look, as we, as we uh, predicted when it came to uh, like w- in the, the aftermath of, Ivan Provorov's decision to hide behind his religion. 
um, uh, to not, you know, basically just do a, a simple gesture to, to show that gay people are welcome in the hockey community. Um, the Rangers and the, and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes did not wear sp- uh, specific pride jerseys uh, for warmups, despite, at least with the Rangers example, um, pr- like basically promoting that, advertising that. Um, they, they advertise it as part of their, uh, uh, their Pride Night festivities uh, before the game, which is we're going to be wearing a special Pride jersey and we're also going to be using uh, Pride color, uh, uh, you know, stick tape. Neither, none of that happened. And not only did that not happen, but the Rangers then uh, like put out a statement saying like, you know, we all were, you know, we all want to respect ind- individual freedom. And they did not explain or elaborate on why they didn't do it. Um which is a big reason, like, this is a big point of contention with the Ivan Provorov thing because it now opens the door for teams and, and, uh, and, and players themselves to use whatever, what, whatever they want to, to, you know, whatever excuse they want um, to do less than the bare minimum. And it's just a real shame. Yeah, like, I, I thought that that was really poor on the Rangers' part, especially, like, the Pride, like, okay, I don't know what happened with the Pride jerseys. I think it's, it's poor form. But the Pride tape... You gotta be kidding, man! You can every player retapes their stick after warm up. Like yeah. you could still use the pride tape, and and even if something let's let's say, even if we're giving the Rangers the benefit of the doubt that something happened with the shipment of the jerseys or something got screwed up with the jerseys, like I'm not really willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. But at least you could say X Y Z happened, so we can't wear the pride jerseys. But all of our guys are going to use the pride tape in warm-up and those sticks or whatever will be auctioned off. Like, whatever the case may be. Because when you don't wear the pride jerseys, you're also then not auctioning them off. And therefore shirking on the responsibility that you kind of gave yourself when you said that you were going to do that. Because now you said you're going to raise all these this money for this marginalized community, which is the right thing to do. And now you're not. And I think that that's... I mean... Apart from the message it sends in terms of, like, wearing the pride jerseys, I think that that's pretty deplorable, too, because now, like, these charities are not getting that money that you kind of committed to them. And so that bothers me. And we also have players in the NHL that are the opposite of Ivan Provorov. Like, Travis Dermott uses pride tape on the top of his stick every every game. game. Yeah, not just in warm-ups. Every single game. Yeah. Scott Lawton and James Van Riemsdyk, some of the best, like, people in the NHL as it pertains to the LGBTQ plus community in terms of allyship. Like, true allyship. But for me, I look at this, and, like, let's say there's 100%, there's at least one player in the NHL that is part of that community. Mm-hmm. You're seeing, whether it's Ivan Provorov, now you're seeing the Canes and the Rangers just kind of completely back off. Like, do you feel comfortable right now? No, I wouldn't. In who you are? Like, I think it just sends just such a terrible message. And, like, imagine being an NHL player, being like, the league that I literally play in... My employer. ...doesn't accept me. Literally my employer. Yeah, the other thing that bothers me, and I know, like you and I have talked about this briefly over the handful of years that we've been close friends is like you, the NHL just continuously bends over backwards to cater to like the shittiest people, like the most awful people. Why do we have to cater to bigotry? We don't frankly, like we don't. 
Rachel, the New York Rangers as an organization put more effort into promoting Tony D'Angelo and Brandon Lemieux's podcast than they did to hold a Pride event, like a Pride night. Huh? That is a lot to think about. Um, yeah, that's not great. They also, like, imagine the uproar if a, if a team, like, okay, take the same set of people that are like, oh, you don't need Pride jerseys, blah, blah, the bigots, okay? Mm-hmm. Imagine what their tweets would look like if a team said, we're not wearing our military jerseys for, um, for military appreciation night. Imagine what those tweets would look like. So to me, I I look at it and I say, you you either are or you aren't for promotional nights. If you're gonna do promotional nights, do them properly or don't do them at all. Because you can't say we're doing military or police even better, police appreciation night, with all these jerseys and fundraisers and whatever. But then Pride Night, which is an at, like, the police are not marginalized. I don't know who needs to hear this, but clearly people do. The police and the military are not a marginalized community. Like, they're fine. Um, but the pride community absolutely is. And so, like, we we cannot even get to the bare minimum without having this, like, uproar. And to me, I look at it and I say, you're closing off fans. You're closing off potential players because, like, if I'm a gay hockey player who's, like, let's say in the OHL or junior hockey or whatever, like, if I'm Luke Prokop and I'm in the AHL right now, how am I feeling about this general situation? Well, it, it also just sucks to see that the NHL, like, used Luke Prokop for so much, like, good sort of PR for them. And then when, like, that actually, like, in the summer when he came out, like, they kept, you know, like, if you go to the NHL's Pride page on, uh, on NHL.com, like, it's... You know, like the, like it's all there's like stories about Luke Prokop and, and you know during the the season, uh, during the off season in the summer. Sorry, they were like you know promoting a big time, and when Elton John you know like reached out to them, they they were like, oh, this is so cool, blah blah. And then like the second that you need that your teams needed put like you know actual meaningful effort, like where it's not just words, it's not just actions. Or sorry, it's not just words, it's not just like sort of tweets and you know like you know quirky Instagram posts. It's like actual action, and and it's not even actual action like that's you know, t- like, like strenuous. It's just literally like your, your players wearing a Jersey that has like rainbow colors on it for 15 minutes during warm up, Just so like a gay fan who is at the game can look and be like, Oh, like they're wearing that. Like that's, that's extremely cool. Like I feel safe here. Um, it, it, it's just really disappointing to see that the second they need to actually like, you know, get up, like, you know, sort of get up and do something. We're now seeing a lot of a lot of teams not do it and not even explain why they're not doing it because there there's a good chance by like by promoting that night as Pride Night, you know they sent out a promotional email to to all the like season ticket holders and people who are subscribed to you know to the there's Rangers. There's a chance there were group tickets for people in that community. Exactly. So to so there's a good chance or not a good chance like there is a there there is a certainty that at least. You know, like a, a good chunk of fans at that game bought tickets specifically because it was Pride Night, because so they can, so like bought tickets specifically so they could be at a game where they are celebrated or they are felt welcomed um, and included. And by not doing it, like they owe it, they owe a financial, like there's a fi- their financial sort of like uh, uh, like ramifications here. They owe like the, the the Rangers owe an obligation to those to those fans to explain why they did not do it because they made a promise and they profited off that promise. And then they pulled out, they owe an explanation. Even if it's not to us, like you and I, then it's to the, then it's to the, that community of fans. 
Yeah. So, but I think in, in terms of like, especially, and like, especially people of color and especially the LGBTQ plus community, like the NHL has no issues being like, look at us in our Twitter pride logos and our Twitter black history month logos and, and all of this crap. But then when it actually comes time to have a welcoming community and standing up to bigots, they're like, mm, that's a bridge too far for us. And to me, like, at least women are making strides. So fine. But like those two communities specifically, I just, ugh, like it just grosses me out to see like the black girl hockey club who does such great work. And then um, like somebody like Brock McGillis, who does great work, like to see those people just continually be heartbroken and treated poorly, like members of those communities treated poorly. It just, it really bothers me. And I think that we're kind of at the point now where they do need to be called on the carpet for this. And I, frankly, if the Rangers had a player who didn't want to wear the jersey, freaking expose them. Like, you're not obligated to hide. They're they're allowed their, I think it's a BS excuse, but they're allowed their freedom of religion, whatever. But then I'm also allowed to say that your religion is silly and you're not a good person. Like, that is... That's how it is. And so to me, I don't think that the NHL should be protecting these players at all. Cool. Well, speaking of terrible owners, um, James Dolan, owner of the New York Knicks, New York Rangers, you know, Madison Square Garden. Like he's notoriously one of the worst owners uh, in the league uh, or sorry, in in pro sports. um, And yet somehow has not been like the like there have been like two owners that have been ousted by uh by the NBA during Adam Silver's time, and somehow he's not been one of them, but, uh, you know, I guess he, he, to be fair, he hasn't said anything publicly racist or terrible yet, at least that I know of. Um, But he's terrible, and basically the... He's a Nepo baby, so that's... Oh, he absolutely is. He, like, inherited it. He's a... He's exactly what... Why are all Nepo babies just awful? There are certain ones that are good. Generally speaking, like, there are multiple Nepo babies in the NHL that are owners, and, like, can you think of an example of one that's a good owner? No. Like, I've, I've never, I've never, like, in the, like, obviously they're, like, half the NHL is Nepo babies now because everyone, you know, everyone's son or, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, everyone's son or nephew or cousin or whatever, like, they all make it because, you know, they're all in the same rich white people circle. But, like, this guy, James Dolan, is just, like, like, the... You know he's like I could go over, I could go on for days about just even with his stuff with the Knicks about how he how he's terrible. But uh, Madison Square Garden is using facial recognition uh, software um, in their buildings, and some people are saying you know it's not. Uh, you know, some people are saying that that's not it ethical. Violates it. It no. It's not even just that. The Attorney General of New York has said that it violates anti-bias laws in New York State. So they're not even saying it's bad, which it is. It's bad. That's creepy, and you shouldn't be doing it. Um, It violates laws. And so James Dolan, because he's used to getting whatever he wants, is throwing a temper tantrum, naturally, and is threatening not to sell alcohol at an upcoming Rangers game because the state said you can't use facial recognition at Madison Square Garden. Like, imagine, you're like, I'm going to cost myself money because I can't be a creepy POS. Like, this guy owns the Knicks and the Rangers. He is worth billions of dollars. 
And I don't know if you saw this, Mike, but he used a Microsoft Word document to make a protest sign for a TV interview where he tried to dox the CEO of the New York State Liquor Authority. Yeah, he's... Like, this man is worth billions of dollars and he's using Microsoft Word with, like, a copy and pasted picture. Like, what are we doing? He's just a ridiculous human being and, um, you know, like, it's... I, I always I always think if you're if you're like on the side of the people who like instituted like prohibition, I feel like you're probably on the wrong side of history. Um, and that's what he's trying to do. He's trying. He's literally just like, oh, you're not gonna let me use my weird thing, like my like sort of like uh, uh like dystopian. You're not gonna let me use my creepy facial recognition thing too. By the way, it's not even like he's not banning c- criminals. Like he's not using it. For it's just good. people he doesn't he's like. Banning people he doesn't like. Like. Somebody who is suing Madison Square Garden because of their ticketing issues, which is absolutely a valid thing because they are doing some shady stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're actually not allowed in, in to watch a Rangers game. Sorry, what? Like, I get that you it's his... You can't just not it, like someone. This isn't your house. Like, I understand that it is his private business, but, like, to use that technology is ridiculous. And it's, like, it's... It's also the thing about that too. It's like it also can very quickly become the racial profiling machine, um, which is exactly why it falls under the anti-bias laws. Exactly, and yet he's like, I'm not like he's throwing a temper tantrum. Like I'm not getting what I want. So you know what? I'm gonna take away your alcohol privileges. No alcohol at this game. Like, uh, it's just it's just so he's such a child. Like it's so dumb. It's it's I oh. I hate talking about him. It sucks. Um, Let's move oh, yeah, on. Like he had a feud with like Spike Lee or something. Well, like no, that. he's like, had he's had feuds with everyone. He had like Nick's legend Charles Oakley, like literally like removed from a game at like you know it, it would be like if the Leafs uh, like had like Dave Keon removed yeah. from a game. Well, it's basically like the like yeah exactly. It's like if in the middle of a game like they they had him removed because they thought he was being like too rowdy. Or, it's just it's insane. I. I James Nolan, like he's he hadn't been heard of a lot because he hadn't done anything publicly stupid lately until this. But it's just bringing back the old, like you know, like uh, I would say, like it's, it's opening up the floodgates again of people remembering, like, oh yeah, James Nolan's like an actual idiot, and like it's a shame because he'll never sell the team. Like he's in he's in good health. I think not unless he's forced to. Yeah, he won't. Not unless he's forced to. And he'll... he fits right in with the NHL. So like, <laughs> yeah, he will. Like there's. James Dolan, um, it's it's a real shame because like the Knicks will not win anything um, with no. James Dolan at the helm, and there's no way that he's going anywhere. Um, all right, let's move on to this Trevor Zegras situation because there's been a lot that's been going on, and I want to I want to discuss it a little bit. Um, so basically, okay. Trevor Zegras, uh, the Ducks and the, and the Coyotes were playing. When was it? This was on Saturday, I believe. Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. And there was a and basically there was a heated exchange at the end and. Out of nowhere, Troy Stetcher just starts going at at Trevor Zegras. Like he looked really, really mad. And this is Troy Stetcher. He's not a goon. You know, he's He's like one of the nicest people. Like I obviously like in Vancouver, like you hear a lot about Troy Stetcher. Um, but like I spoke to people in Vancouver <clears throat> while I was there, and then like people who have covered him, like media people, whether it was like in um when he was playing in California or Detroit. And, like, all of them were, like, he is one of the nicest people, and he never gets angry at anything. So, like, to see him this angry is notable. Like, this isn't Tony D'Angelo. No, this is, like, or like yeah, this is a very even-keeled person. And and he yeah. lost his mind. Like, he he was extremely mad at uh, 
at, at Trevor Zegris be, uh, because of something he said. And I want to make it very clear here. Lip reading, like we've already had a, this is even like a lip reading thing, but just like in, unless you have definitive proof that a player said something, do not accuse them of saying, uh, of, of that, like do not accuse them of saying something. Because yeah, remember the whole like ragged yes. situation. We already have a situation where where someone thought they heard someone say a slur. A slur. Uh, at least <laughs> players say a slur on 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 Mike, and it caused a giant scandal. Um, when literally it wasn't when it wasn't that, and then and then I see like the biggest the biggest um, um, thing that I see about this on the internet uh, on Twitter because this really started to sort of unfold on Sunday night. Um, we were waiting for Keith to come out and I was looking at my phone or whatever is an account called like Habs fans. Like they, they, it's a Twitter blue account, like whatever, but they, um, Habs fan sensor or something. They basically like, because, because Trevor Zegers was pointing up, uh, like he was pointing up when, when he was chirping, they, ba- they were like, Oh, like I bet I, it looks like he's saying something you know, about his. It looks like he's yeah, saying, he's like, saying oh, he's always Stetcher's watching. Father. Yeah, and, and re- referring to, um, um, like, Troy Stetcher's late father. That, first of all, like, that is... F- first of all, let's let's get this out of the way. Like, he didn't know say that, that he said it. That is something, so, like, in speaking to a bunch of NHL players, like, there are certain things, obviously slurring is over the line, like, you can't do that, but there are certain things that you are not allowed to chirp about. Like, they are over the line, and somebody's dead parent or like dead child or whatever the case may be is, is one of those things. Like you don't get to do that. So we don't know what Trevor Zegra said, but I do want to point out that it is like well-known among NHL players that bringing someone's family into it is not okay. Like it is, it's over the line. And like, to me, obviously, like you said, you can't say for certain that Trevor Zegras said that because you have no idea. Um, and so it's not fair to just, like, accuse him of saying that. We do know, however, that whatever he said was wildly inappropriate because Adam Henrique's face was super telling. Like, he was like, whoa, what? Like, he was, he was stunned. No ducks stuck up for their superstar talent player, which is also extremely rare. Like, look at what... Michael Bunting and Mark Giordano did for Austin Matthews, right? And Trevor Zegras got a 10-minute misconduct. And you, like, think about how many chirps there are in any given game. When was the last time you remember a 10-minute misconduct being handed out for a chirp? I, I straight up can't remember. Like, I cannot, I, I can't remember the last time. Like, me- So he said something. We don't know what he said, but he said something. Literally, I think the last time I can remember something like that happening is when... I'm not even sure if he got a misconduct for it, but was it, like, Andrew Shaw calling someone, like, a slur? Well, I remember, like, I think Andrew Shaw did it, did, I want to say somebody else did it, too. I know Ryan Gatslav called someone a sea sucker. Um, yes. But Which you also can't do. Yeah, can't do, but, like, I, like, that, and that happened, I believe the Shaw incident happened in, like, 2014 or 2015, like, you don't see these situations happen. We okay. So regardless of what he did or didn't say, he said enough to warrant a couple of things: to stun his teammate who yeah. has been in the NHL for almost a decade and a half, to have none of his teammates stick up for him, and to earn himself a ten-minute misconduct. So he said something that, in the eyes of his own teammates and the officials, crossed the line. 
to me, that's enough to say that whatever he said was over the line. Yeah. Now, I want to make it clear, though, that that the the team did come and say, like, the, the Coyotes themselves, like, uh, I believe reporting uh, or confirmed to Craig Morgan, who's, like, the lead sort of, like, you know, Coyotes reporter. Um, the only Coyotes reporter. The only Coyotes reporter, really. That it was not about Setcher's father. I think it's also very weird for that account to even go there in the first place. Like, why would that be, like... Like he's, I, I think when the the whole like pointing up, and again, this is me lip reading, but I don't know. He keeps saying like, keep watching from upstairs as in like, you're a healthy scratch. Like, why are you chirping me like this? Like, this is, you know, like stop. Right. But that even, that would not earn you a misconduct. Exactly. So there's something else. There's something else to play. Obviously I doubt we'll ever learn what it is, but it would be, it would be great to, you know, um, and I don't. But like, yeah, like I think it's just important to point out that there's like things that you can and can't say. If it that was are a, outside of the slurs. If it was a slur, like there, I would at least think that there would be extra discipline. Like there, he would be getting a hearing. Yes. There would be, you know, like there would be something involved here. So I don't. And I now I don't like what could then, it like, possibly Brad be? Marchand, Brad Marchand replied to Craig Morgan's tweet. It's shut your pie hole. So I don't know I what like, that even. What. Like, I don't know what that even means, like, or why he... Like, Brad, what do you know? But at the end of the day, like, I, you don't know what Zegra said, so don't say with any certainty that you do, because that's stupid. Because then people, but and what, the thing is, people... But what we do know is that he got a misconduct, and his teammates didn't stick up for yeah. him, so it was clearly not your average chirp. But don't, don't do that stuff, because people pick up on it, and then, and then it yes. doesn't become, like speculation they t- they and they reported as fact like that dumb ridiculous stupid habs account that put that out there um like i i'm looking through my like instagram f- like a uh, uh, explore page this morning and like there are dumb you know like aggregator instagram accounts like you know puck all day 69 or whatever that like <laughs> you know stuff like that that are reporting that I as like fact. hockey for 2069 yeah exactly that will report that as fact with like infographics and then people who aren't as plugged in you know as as you know your hardcore hockey fan will look at that and then they will take that as fact and then suddenly you know like Trevor Zegers is the guy that mocked Troy Stetcher for for you know like a, a yeah when it might not even family be true and it might not be true and clearly whatever he said crossed the line but and and we don't know what it was it likely wasn't a slur because you would think that there'd be extra discipline and there would be yeah. more reactions to this um and obviously there there are far worse things to say like you're not far worse like there are equally worse um things to say than slurs like to hurt people's feelings and to belittle them so clearly whatever trevor zeger said was really bad but it also like, like until we find out what it is i don't know if if it's if it's appropriate to paint this guy as like a bad person a quote-unquote bad person yet just because we don't like we don't know you know i yeah you don't know what he said i think it's absolutely fair to question yes obviously because he did get the misconduct yeah then something something was over the line absolutely but like it's fair to say like he deserves to be asked some pretty tough questions because you're not getting misconduct for nothing. And this is this kind of leads into my greater point, which is it is possible to be a fantastically entertaining and great hockey player and also be a, a deplorable human being. I'm not saying that's what Trevor Zegers is. I'm saying it's possible. Both things can be true. You can be a fantastic hockey player and you can be a 
terrible human being. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Hall literally passed away today, recording this on Monday, he passed away today. Bobby Hall was an incredible hockey player, the Golden Jet, Hockey Hall of Famer, made like 12 straight all first team. number. Yeah, exactly. He was also a legitimate, like he was a bag of garbage as a human being. He was a he horrible, said that terrible Hitler person. Hitler had good ideas. Anybody who said Hitler has good ideas, like, no, that is not how that works. So that's a great example of like, you can be a, a, an all-time hockey player, like Alex Ovechkin, but then Alex Ovechkin is also cute and cuddly with Vladimir Putin, which, by extension, makes him a not fantastic human being. So I think people need to separate the two and like. You can say that a player has character issues while also saying that that is a fantastic hockey player. Like, it's okay to, to, to say that. It's okay to say that Evander Kane has had some really large questions about his character that are more than fair and also say he's a really good hockey player. The same goes for Patrick Kane. Exactly. Right? So I think people have this thing where it's like, Nope, he's a good hockey player, and therefore his character doesn't matter. Like, that is not how that works. Exactly. It's not. I think it's a great way so of putting it. So you've got to be Rachel. able to separate the two, right? You could be a fan of the hockey player while also understanding that they might be a terrible human being because I have news for you. There are so many awful human beings in the NHL. Like, awful. And I really do hope that we find out eventually what was said because it, it is important as... um when it comes to like the perception of who Trevor Zegers is as a person. He's a, he's a, he's the face of, he's the cover athlete for NHL 23 for God's sake. Like people, you know, like we, people need to know whether or not it's responsible to cheer on this person. So I hope, I do hope that we, we learn, uh, we learn at least what was said so we can judge accordingly, but at least we know, um, we know for a fact that it was that he didn't mock another player for a deceased, uh, parent. That's good. Which is good, thank God. And we have reasonable, I guess, sort of like evidence or re- reasonable, um, sort of like we cause. Have reason to believe. Reason like, to believe that it wasn't a slur. Yeah, evidence that it wasn't nothing either. Yeah. So, but we have reasonable evidence that it wasn't a slur, but we also have reasonable evidence to show that it wasn't nothing. We don't just have reasonable evidence; we have tangible evidence that it wasn't nothing. So, because he got the the misconduct, so clearly something was there. I hope we we figure out what it is. Yeah. So I have a question. Yeah. I'm super excited for you. You get to cover, like, this is like a proud friend moment. Yeah. You get to cover your first all-star game. You got to cover your first Stanley Cup final. Like, all of these first great draft. things are happening, and I'm just, like, so proud of you. Thank you. Um, What are you going to be doing at all-star? Because, like, obviously, I knew what you did at the cup final. Um, I didn't get to talk to you at the draft because I was busy. You were employed, yeah. I was employed doing things, Yeah. Um, what are you going to do at All-Star? Like, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of, like, w- what's what's All-Star gonna we- weekend going to look like for Mikey Stevens? Well, I mean, obviously there'll be a lot of, like, player features and stuff. It's a great opportunity to get, like, you know, like, players that you might not see a ton. Um, like, be able to get quotes from them. Uh, because really, like, you know, in, in terms of my job, like, I'm at the mercy of, you know, which players speak uh, on, you know, Morning Skate when they come through to play the Leafs. Um, and so... Now, you know, you're going to have, like, you know, as at least, like, like a ton of star players there. Um, it'll be really awesome to sort of, like, to write about that. Get it, Whether or not it's, like, actually writing about stuff there or just banking quotes, like, for later stories, it'll be great to have there. Um, I'm also going to be, you know, like, I'll, I'll be trying to do some, like, TikTok stuff. Like, that, that'll be fun. 
Um, but yeah, it'll just be like, it'll be work, man. Like I, I love these events just cause like it really does like the juices start flowing there. Like I can, you know, like a, I'm fine. I will finally start feeling like myself again. Um, after like, basically it's, it's been like an entire, it's been like nine or 10 days of just like fighting for my life with this cold that turned into a chest infection. Like, and I've, I've worked through the whole thing, but I just have felt like I'm like every which is work. another thing people need to stop doing that you and i are both really guilty of working through yeah. like legitimate illnesses like me working through cardiac episodes was like probably unwise yeah but, um, i mean the thing is with me is like you working through like barely being able to breathe is also unwise it'll be great like it'll just be great to see a lot of people like you know to see like just to, to be there and also like i'm hoping to you know like enjoy florida like like it's it's you know i was there in tampa um obviously for the cup final but like this will be a little more chill like the cup final was like just the most insane like work experience ever just in the sense of like there was not a other than one off day we had where i wrote like a bunch in the morning and then went to a baseball game like it like in the afternoon it was like working around the clock like like Stephen Ellis who used to be at the hockey news and I like we it was him and I traveling together for like the entire time Ryan joined us for a couple games uh Jared our social media guy joined us for one game but it was mainly just Stephen and I we worked like around the clock we would work at like 3 a.m in our in our hotel room after we just got off like a you know off a flight that was delayed for hours we would work in between flight delays we would work you know at the rink until they kicked us out we would work in the morning at the hotel we were you know like it was just around hopefully now uh, you know, it'll be a little more chill, go in, get a ton of stuff from the players, you know, have a ton of stuff for content for like TikTok, have a ton of stuff, uh, content for, for features that you can just pump out. It'll be, it'll be great and bring a lot of really cool coverage and maybe some behind the scenes stuff and also just enjoy. And you're going to bring back a hat. for Yeah. Rachel. I'm going to bring back an all-star hat for Rachel, but like, just, just, you know, like just be able to enjoy the event and the experience, like, because. I like the skills competition is something I'm excited for because it's like a different sort of format than a hockey game. Everything that I've been to has been, you know, a hockey game, whereas the skills competition is something different. So it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited. Like I, I enjoy. Like I said, I love these events where like everyone in the media like congregates together because it's just, you know, it's a just with with how I am. Like I work. I try. I like to think I work very hard, and you know, like I get, you know, like you I, do work very hard. None of this, I think. Thank you. But I, and I take a lot of pride in my job, but also like, you know, just with, with how hard I work, I lose the force and the trees a lot and I get really down on myself. And so it's another just sort of like reminder that like, yeah, you know, you're, you're with, you're in this sort of like realm, you know, like you're in this, this group of, of media you've like, I, I don't know Burned if I'll, it. yeah, I'll, I don't know if I'll ever like truly say like I made it because made it like always evolves but at least I'll just be like, yeah, like I, I deserve to be here, you know, like I'm you belong. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's very cool. And that's something that uh, that means a lot to me. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, maybe I'll get a little tan. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I actually debated coming uh, down to Florida, like for not just all star, but like just to kind of spend some time there. Like my family's got a place that's actually like not far from where the all star game is being played. Um, and also like. At that point, if I'm coming to Florida, then I'm also just going to go to Disney World, even though that that's in a completely different city. But it's one of those things where it's like, I actually, I still could if I wanted to, but I'm, I'm waiting on some some other stuff to kind of play out. But I mean, if I do end up down there, I'll make sure that I tell you. Oh, please do. And then do. we do like a on location staff and graph podcast. But I'm just, I'm, that I'm would super be proud terrific. of you. Like, 
you've earned this and I'm so excited to get to see like I like how you kind of cover the game like you're not just it's not monotonous stuff like I think you just have this different perspective and so like for me you getting I'm, I'm looking forward to see kind of like what you write about the skills competition and like kind of what you do with the, the quotes that you get while you're there like it's just for me it's it's cool to see you succeeding like this and so I'm happy because you're just gonna kill it and we're gonna do a podcast while you're down there because mm-hmm. that's, bring in my mic we gotta hear all about it exactly so it'll be it'll be great bringing a bunch of bunch of cool content to you um it will be very exciting all right rachel we've reached the end of the staff and grab podcast today if you want to listen to this podcast or any of the other pod any of our older podcasts or any of the other podcasts on the hockey news network go to the hockeynews.com slash podcast um yeah it's be a blast i will uh talk to you on the next staff and graph until then take care of yourself <laughs>